With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hawkeye fans, and welcome back to the Hawkeye History Podcast. Um, Lost track of how many of these we've done, but all have been good, if I do say so myself, and I think today will be the same. Uh, Today's guest is Tangela Smith, who um, was Megan Gustafson before Megan Gustafson, but um, a lot of the younger people don't remember her. Um, That's not to date her or age her or anything, because I'm older than she is, so um, (laughs) we... uh, but I do remember her playing. That was when I uh, just started um, my my time at the the um, Iowa City Press Citizen before moving on to Hawkeye Nation and uh, saw her Big Ten Player of the Year season, and uh, it was something to behold. So um, thanks for joining us, Tangela, and uh, hope everything is going well with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And yeah, I don't know. Megan Gustafson, she, she may got me. <laughs> so well, I, Let's start there because I mean, you had to prepare for her as an assistant coach. And for those that don't know, Tangela is now an assistant coach at Northwestern. Um, you guys had to prepare for her. What was that like? And what did you, I mean, when you, what did you see on tape? What did you see as up from her as a player? Okay, so it was my scout. So ah. <laughs> I had to prepare the team for Iowa and Gustafson. But um, yeah, she was she's just a, a a dominant player inside, very hard to guard. Even though she likes everybody thinks she likes going one way, it's still hard to stop that. So if you can't stop it, then why not keep doing it? But she's a is a big post presence in the low post. She rebounds well. She scores. She's just really fundamentally sound, which I love in a post player. So it's, it's definitely hard to defend, and you can't just put maybe one one post player on her. It has to be a team effort. So she she um she she's she's a great player and very hard to scout. With a player like that, Tan, is it? Do you try to get them tired on defense and try to maybe get them in foul trouble? Is that really the way to kind of combat what they can do offensively? Yeah, definitely try to go go at her so she can play some defense and get in foul trouble, like you said. But other than that, it's just trying to, to limit her, her touches, basically. Trying to be quick in a post with your feet, quick feet, active feet and trying to limit her touches, which is hard because she she knows her angles and she knows the low post, so she knows exactly when to bury you. But um, it's, just, it's just somebody who's competitive have to play against her. <laughs> <laughs> really willing to have to play the entire game. But yeah, trying to get her in foul trouble is, is a big key. Is it weird for you preparing for Iowa? <laughs> yes, it's, it's weird. This was only my second time playing them 
when I was at Northwestern. The first time was when I coached at Western Michigan and we came down there. Now that was the, the weird time because I hadn't been back in a while because I played professional basketball overseas. So it was hard to get back in town, but mm -hmm. that was probably my first time coming back. It, it felt kind of weird, but good at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go back now to, uh, to when you were playing high school ball and, um, you know, you had uh, uh, options up and down, uh, you know, all around the country. Um, mm -hmm. What was it about Iowa? Obviously, Vivian Stringer was there at the time. Um, mm -hmm. What What was it about Iowa and, and Coach Stringer that attracted you to, to that school? Well, it was a lot of different things. And Coach Stringer was kind of like the one of the main reasons I, I was very young. Um, when I graduated, I, I kind of skipped a grade and I was younger than all the other kids and I was, I'm a mama's girl. So <laughs> I really wanted to be close to home. And when coach Stringer came into my home for the home visit, I just basically like fell in love with her and what she had to say about Iowa. And it was just like having another mother figure, you know, away from my own mom and being close to my mom and my family can come see me. And then also when I went to campus, it was just a family feeling. And I'm a big, I have a big family and I just like the feeling that I had um, when I went to the, to the, um, actually went to the campus. Got a good vibe. So <laughs> so I will also, I'm not a big, I wasn't a big like basketball fan, but I will actually went to the final four the year before I came and mm -hmm. I saw them play and I really liked that part of it. I just wanted to be a part of a winning program. And I knew I would be coming in with an, an, a lot of other girls who were also all Americans. We had a big class that year, if you don't know. It was seven of us. And that was a big factor. Like nowadays, I feel like players don't pick schools because they, I mean, like if somebody, like a, if a coach offer another kid in your position, these players may be like, oh, I don't want to go there because they have somebody in the same position. But Back then, we didn't care. We just wanted to win. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to win games. And I wanted the best players on the best team, on my team, to help me do that. And so that's why, that's why I picked Iowa. Yeah, and that class was loaded with, you know, yeah. Tiffany Gooden and Angela Hamlin and Nadine Damone and yes. uh, Malika, Lula, Shannon Perry. Shannon Perry, right, yeah. You guys were uh, – what was that like coming in with a group that, that was that gifted? It was, it was, it was fun. <laughs> I mean, a little bit intimidating because you're looking around like, oh my God, all of these girls are all Americans and they can play. But I really didn't think of it like that. We all were close. We got along. We had fun. The four years I was there was amazing. And we, we're still friends to this day. But it was, a, it was a good feeling having such a big class. Like, I think they call us the sensational seven. <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Crazy. Um, okay, so one of us left, but it's crazy. We just all met up at Shannon's wedding, and we we had a picture that we posted of all of us at Iowa, and then all of us at the wedding, and we put it side by side. It was kind of cool. And this is recently. <laughs> yes, it's on it's on Instagram and Facebook all over. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Iowa fans should check that out too. That's got to be pretty neat. Yeah. What's um. Besides Iowa, what other schools were you looking at that you thought, eh, maybe this is a possibility? 
Um, there was a lot of schools interested in me. I had a lot of home visits that I can't really remember, but I ended up going on visits to Ohio State, um, West uh, Oregon State, I believe, Western Kentucky, and I think I think Northern Illinois was in there because I really liked Jane Albright at the time. Yeah, <laughs> she I was, remember her. I didn't. I forgot she was there. Yes. So. Yeah, those were really the top ones. Ohio State was a big one, too. What was it like, I guess, initially? You talked about, you know, the Sensational Seven. Um, there's a lot of pressure that comes with that, too, isn't there? And and what was that like? Oh, you, did you see the record that year? <laughs> so. Yeah, it took you guys a while to get going, but I, I wonder how much the pressure had to do with that. It probably it probably was a little pressure for us to go out there and win. That's why we probably didn't, you know, succeed the way that we we wanted to. So it took us a, a, a year. I think we were eleven and seventeen that year. And the next year is when we actually soared a little bit more. So yeah, it, it was a big it was a big factor knowing that everybody wanted us to produce, but you can't make everybody happy. <laughs> <laughs> and then you you had the coaching change, obviously, from from Coach Stringer to Coach Lee. How did you guys deal with that? Well, I don't know how everybody else dealt with it, but I know that I was a little bit sad and disappointed in the beginning. But I, at the same time, I also knew she was doing it because of reasons that was going on in her life, and she had to just she felt like she needed to make a change, and I understood it. And now, as I'm older, I kind of understand that more and more now. So. She, she did what she needed to do for her family, and it was sad. But the thing is, with Coach Stringer, like, she never went away. She left, but she never went away. We're still connected, and she brings all of her former players around each other and make, make us sisters, which I love that about her. So we all know each other. Iowa, Cheney State, <laughs> Rutgers, we all know yeah. each other. <laughs> um, how much did, I guess – she impact your life in terms of you wanting to get into coaching was she a big factor in that yeah she's a legend coaching wise you can see she was a little bit part of it because after basketball I just wanted to stay in the game and I saw her doing the things that she did she did and she coached me and I also was around other great coaches in my life and I just wanted to give back the way that they did to um, other student athletes that you know may have been in the same position as me growing up you know they those assistant coaches that I had, they were awesome. You know, they were a big part of my success and I just wanted to be that for somebody else. So. Cool. Um, obviously the change, and this is just from, <laughs> from memory, but the personalities between coach Stringer and coach Lee seemed to be quite a contrast. Was that. <laughs> how, they were like they were both kind of feisty though. Yeah, that's true. Supposedly <laughs> <laughs> can be a little feisty, feisty, but I like I like coaches that push you and want you to compete to your best. So I mean, I I, I like that. I've always been around coaches like that. In high school, my coach yelled and screamed at me all the time. I'm not saying that they yelled and screamed at me, but, <laughs> <laughs> but they just want the best from you, and so um, I liked it. I don't I don't know. When I think about your time there at Iowa, I think about the rivalry, rivalries and Purdue being, you know, 
one of the main ones. What what do you remember from that and, and kind of what that competition was like? Oh, man, that's crazy. I, I remember big rivalries. Purdue, yes, one of them. I remember Stephanie White. And I think I was up against I was up against her for Big Ten Player of the Year my last year. Yep. So I mean, I just I don't really remember like the rivalry. I do, but it was like every time I went got on the floor and competed, I was I was trying to um, trying to win. And those games back in the day were like some good games. <laughs> <laughs> but one in particular I do remember it wasn't a rivalry. It was the year we went to the Sweet. 16 and we played DePaul, I believe. I had the worst game of my life. That's why I remember it. Because we, <laughs> we were at home in Chicago. <laughs> and I played in front of my friends and family and we lost that game. But but yeah, the other rivalries, I just remember playing against some good players. Katie Smith was one of them, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Stephanie White. It was so many. So that's kind of what you remember more the the individual players than individual. Do you remember? Sir, you obviously remember the DePaul game, and I think that's natural for athletes to remember <laughs> games that they don't play well in. Um, is, but that, are those the things that stick out to you the most? Is it is it more the relationships? I you talked about the relationships with your former teammates and coaches. I would imagine that's what stands out from your time there as well. The relationships with those players and the rest of the athletes at Iowa. The Big Ten championships, I remember those. And, yeah, just the, just the relationships and the memories that I had with other athletes at Iowa. What, what clicked for you, Tangela? I, I, you were always a solid player, but just your senior year, it just seemed like you put everything together. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I just, I, maybe I was, just, maybe I just got it one day. I don't know. Was it a confidence thing? It probably was a confidence thing. You know, every time, like when you're doing well, it's like nothing can stop you at the time. And I probably was just playing well at the time and, and in a zone and, and nobody, I just remember like always, like my teammates always trying to get me the ball. And it was like, and I scored like, it's, it may sound silly, but I don't know. No, I, it makes sense. I was there. <laughs> you say I was, you probably can remember more than me. <laughs> I do remember after the Northwestern game there in Evanston. I cannot remember the name of the coach for the life of me, the Northwestern coach, but I remember. I think I w- you were in, you were walking in the locker room. I was in the hallway, and I remember him coming up to you and saying, "Man, I am glad that we do never have to play you again because you would drop." You would put like 40 or something on them, or and it just that kind of was a lead to my story, I think, too. That day, oh wow, see, that's do you good. remember that? I do not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I don't know, I don't remember. <laughs> but that's cool, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, that was, uh, and you guys were good that year, too. You guys really, it seemed like you guys got better as the season went on. Yeah, we did. It was just, I don't know, we just clicked and everything was coming together as, as a team. And when you're like good friends on and off the court, it's, it makes everything better. So, you had, and you, you had, was, was Amy Herrig a year behind you guys? Yeah, was she? Yep, I think she was a year. Or she okay. might have been a couple of years because Amy, oh, she, she was a good player too. 
Yeah, with you guys both in there, that was kind of unfair to some of the op- opponents <laughs> for it, to deal with you guys in the post. Yeah. See, they, they did some good recruiting back then at Iowa, huh? I mean, yeah, they still sure. do, but... <laughs> um, so, after your senior year at Iowa, um, the WNBA was still pretty new. Um, but, yeah, what was, what was that like, kind of that transition from, from going from college to professional basketball? Um, it was kind of, it was kind of crazy because it's not the same as it is now. You know, the draft is all on TV and things. Back then we got a phone call. I, um, remember, (laughs) (laughs) I remember (laughs) a Brown, she was, she called everybody and told them if they got drafted or not. So I'm just sitting there with my family and I get a phone call and she's like, congratulations, you're going to California. I was like, I'm going to L.A. And she was like, no, Sacramento. (laughs) (laughs) I got excited because I was like, Lisa Leslie, L.A.? But, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it was just a phone call back then. And it was was just the difference. I had, oh, Heidi Vanderveer was my coach. I don't know if you know who she is. Yeah, I do. sister and she ran us to death and I was like I didn't think it was I didn't think you ran like that in professional basketball (laughs) so she it was she was a tough coach as well and I was like I'm always going to these really tough 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 coaches so that's just what made me a better player I believe so I appreciate it now now that I have players of my own I appreciate it and it's still, I mean, it still um, happens now based on salaries, but you played during the WNBA season, which is in the summer, and then you played overseas as well, correct? Yes. Every, almost every year I played in the WNBA, I played overseas. In what, was, what were some of the countries you played in? Oh, my God. Italy, Israel, Spain, Hungary, Russia, China, Korea. Wow. Poland. Poland, yeah, Turkey. It was a lot. What and was I, that? I enjoyed every bit of it. <laughs> you did or didn't? I did. Okay. For, for the most part, like I, I didn't like being away from my friends and family, but at the same time, I was playing basketball. I was doing something that I loved to do, and I was making a living out of it. I was making money off of it, so I enjoyed it. I got to to visit different countries, travel the world, and 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 see other how other people live in other parts of the world, which is I just, I love it. Which is interesting because you said earlier that you know young Tangela wanted to stay close to home for college, but then you got out and of college and wanted to spread your wings a little bit. I was so scared though. The first year I went to Italy, that was my first time traveling out of the country by myself. I was so scared, but after that, I got I got used to it. I was like, this it was just second nature to me to get on a plane and fly hours and hours and hours to get to the next place so kind of enjoyed it sometimes now it can get a little lonely and you're missing your friends and family but I uh, I, I liked it for the most part what was the basketball like Tangela was it si- similar to the basketball here in the U.S. Or, or was it a different style and how did you adjust to that if it was different um, it was some, some places was 
was a different style. Like in China and Korea, it was a lot of running and a lot of practices, maybe three times a day. In, wow. in Europe, it was very physical. Like the referees did not call fouls for American players <laughs> over there. So you got beat up bad and you didn't really get a lot of calls until you were, were like known over there. So it was different, different countries was had different styles of play. Japan actually played in Korea, but we played against the Japanese team and they were playing literally football, like tackling people. It was crazy. But hey, <laughs> that's what you got to do. <laughs> you do. Um, I was in the best shape of my life in China and Korea because I ran a lot. Yeah. And practiced a lot. How about the food? Oh, okay. So my, my favorite places, of course, was Italy, Spain, and actually Turkey. My least favorite places was China and Russia. But China and Russia, you said? Yeah, China, I really didn't. China, I didn't get out much because they're they're very strict about what you can and what, what you cannot do. Even if you're like a grown woman, you can't like venture out by yourself. So I had to eat everything that they prepared in their hotel and it wasn't really the best food. So, I mean, I don't want to talk about them, but... <laughs> Yeah, I, that's messed up anyway, that culture, you know, treating women like that in the culture. But that's a, probably a different podcast for a different day. Exactly. <laughs> what about Russia? Just not, just the food did not agree with you? It wasn't really the food. I don't, it was just so, like, cold. I'm sorry if anybody from Russia. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there are many Russians listening to this podcast. And if so, I'm sure they wouldn't be offended. I know. I just didn't feel like it was just the people were not like very friendly to me and it was cold. It was always dark and I just I just didn't have a good experience. So. <laughs> and if I if I remember correctly, you also did some modeling? Yeah, it was a little bit. I just wanted to okay, so when I first started playing before I played, everybody was like, you should be a model, you should do this, you should do that. Only because I was tall, thin, and I guess they said I was pretty or whatever. And I never really thought about playing basketball. I didn't start till I was 12 years old until my coach at the time, well, the coach of the, the grade school that I went to, she saw me walking down the hall because I was 6'1". She asked me to play ball or a trial for the team. And I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> At that time, I only had modeling in my, in my head because everybody was like, I should be a model. So I ended up playing and loving it. And so I didn't get a chance to actually try to model until like professionally when I was doing a lot of stuff in the WNBA and people were asking about it. So I did a little bit and I got an agent. It was fun for the time, but I, I like basketball better. So I stuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> um. You got it. I mean, you were an all-star in the WNBA. You won a couple championships. You must look fondly about back on your time as a professional. You had a you had a, what 12, 13 year career. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was actually fifteen, but I wow. Sorry, <laughs> I mean to sell you short. <laughs> okay. No, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I was an all-star when I played for Charlotte. Won two championships at Phoenix. I actually won three overseas as well, so I got five altogether. And I mean, who could ask for anything more? Like I played on five different teams, which I probably could have played on less. But towards the end, like some of the teams folded, and I had to go to a different team and things like that. But I, I, 
I liked it. It was, I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> what was your favorite city to play in? Well, my favorite team was Phoenix because we played, we won two championships, but like just traveling, I like, um, I like the shopping in Seattle. Um, of course, coming back home to Chicago, I like Chicago. LA, I like LA. Yeah. So, um, I like DC too. DC was nice. Yeah. I like Seattle. Iowa, the Iowa men played there several years ago, so I got was the first chance I got to spend up there. I, I had no idea. Everybody said it rains all the time, and it did rain, but it was nice out too. Oh, okay, yeah, I like Seattle. It did, it does rain a lot, but I like being out there. What's Sacramento like? Sacramento was kind of not small, but like low key, like chill. But the different, it had like other. Um, big cities near that you can go to like Oakland and San Francisco and stuff like that. But, mm -hmm. yeah. So did you know you would coach when you were done playing or did, or were, when you got done playing, was it like, all right, what do I do now? Um, it was kind of like I wanted to rest because I had played for so many years and I just wanted to take a year off of everything and just, just relax and enjoy life but it ended up being two years and then, it, and then also, <laughs> i'm like i have a like business minor and i'm always like kind of business looking to things that i can do like business wise so I'll, i bought a franchise called jump bunch it's like a mobile sports and fitness franchise because i wanted to stay into like it's kind of like bringing gym or whatever to the daycare so the little kids to stay active and things like that or cool. schools and I What's have to called again, Tangela? It's called Jump Jump Bunch, J-U-M-P-B-U-N-C-H. It's a franchise, so you can Google it and find out information. Now, I I don't have it anymore, which I'm sad because when when I started coaching, it was just it got to be a lot because it was actually in Chicago and I was in Michigan. And then now I should have now that I think about it, if I would have kept it, I could have still been doing it now that I'm back in Chicago. But who who would have thought I would have been back in Chicago? So <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, and then after that, I started coaching at Western. I was just at one of the AAU tournaments, and someone saw me, and they asked. I don't even know how I got into it. They knew somebody who knew somebody, and I got the job at Western Michigan. And then from there, recruiting-wise, Lisa Bluter, Coach Bluter, she just, she just always, like, talked to me on the road and when I was uh, recruiting. And so she asked me to uh, actually – actually interviewed for the Iowa job, too. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I did not know that. What position was that? Um, The one that I think Lacey, Lacey, Coach Lacey okay. left. Yep. So she left. I interviewed for that and actually didn't get it. But it worked out where I got the job here at Northwestern, which was great. Um, So go, going back a bit to... Um, you were at an AAU tournament when you were contacted or um, yeah. found out about the Western Michigan's opening? Yes. Yes. So I, I knew somebody. I ran into a guy that I know and he was like, have you ever thought about coaching? I know there's a position that's available and he actually knew the coach. And so I didn't think anything was going to happen about it, but he actually called me and I came in for an interview and I got the job. So... <laughs> 
I was like, <laughs> yay. And, and then stayed, how, did, how did the Northwestern come about? I stayed there for four years and same thing, just Coach Joe knowing somebody that I knew and he had a position available and he, he wanted somebody from Chicago. And mm-hmm. so a guy that he knew was like, I know somebody from Chicago, which was me. <laughs> <laughs> so he um, reached out to me and he knew, he knew, he, he used to recruit me when I, he said he recruited me when I played in high mm-hmm. school. He knew all about me. He knew all about, I was from Chicago and played my coach that I played for. He knew I went to Iowa and everything and I played in the WNBA. So that's how I got that job. So it must have stung not to get the Iowa job. Um, not. I mean, yeah, I just knew they were looking for a coach. I don't, I don't know. You have to. I don't know. I didn't even even want to say anything. I'm sorry. I don't. It it didn't really sting, but I think it happened. Everything happened for a reason. Sure. You know, I, I belong where I am right now. Because yeah, a lot happened. A lot happened with my family and my mom passing away. So I, I think everything like just happened for a reason. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And you're home. Yes. I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> so and I love I, I love it here. So. How do you feel about recruiting? Do you do you enjoy that aspect of the job? I do. I, I I actually I enjoy parts of it, but sometimes you can watch a lot of games and a lot of lot of like all day every day, and some of it is not the best basketball. But I like finding that player that nobody else is like really looking at, and just that diamond in the rough. That's what I like about like recruiting. So I can just stay like I'll be there early at the first game, and I'm just walking around trying to find players like that, and. That's why I got really got the the, um, the interview at Iowa because she was like, I love the way you conduct yourself on a role. And I thought that was like the best compliment ever from a coach. <laughs> so what do you look for? I mean, what's important to you when you're scouting a player? Uh, I look for work ethic. I look for how you interact with your coach and and your players. I look for fundamentals is big to me. Like a lot of people don't don't do fundamentals anymore and so I look at all of that stuff but hard work like working hard diving on the floor getting loose balls you don't necessarily have to be like the best scorer on the team but I I want to get those extra possessions where you're getting offensive rebounds diving on the floor things like that and then you also have a good relationship with your coaches and your teammates so is the ultimate goal Tangela to have your own program to run your own program I knew that was the next. <laughs> I, I have to ask that. Okay. And that's not to say that you don't like the position you have now, but it it's you know some people do want you know do aspire to have their own program, and some people like, you know, Jan Jensen at Iowa is kind of happy to be Lisa's right. You know, right hand lady. Okay, so right now I would probably say I don't want to be a head coach as of now. I like I like behind the scenes, being behind the scenes and working with the girls and doing the little stuff behind the scenes, like like the junior and so <laughs> <laughs> and the Chris Daly's and the UConn and all. Yeah, I, I like it. So I don't know if I'll get that bug in a few years or so, but we'll see if that comes. 
Um, does your um, connect do do your connections in Chicago and the, that you played there and grew up there? Does that help you in recruiting? Do you have did, did you know have relationships there to help you? I do. I know a lot of uh, coaches and things that I grew up, uh, people that I grew up with, and especially on the south side of Chicago, even in all of Chicago, they still know who I am, which is good. So it helps a lot. It helps a lot. Relationships are big in recruit in the recruiting world. So. That's that's one reason why a coach hired me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> um. So you must run across Iowa a lot on the recruiting trail. Is that a little bit weird? The the coaches? No, just recruit. If you guys are recruiting the same players, and you oh, got to yeah. say you should come to Northwestern, even though I went to Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so awkward sometimes. They're like, "Where do you? Where did you play it?" I was like, "Well, I played at Iowa." <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, and they and they're getting recruited by Iowa too. So I'm like, oh boy. But I was secretly like cheering for Iowa. I had to secretly cheer for them, and when they made it to the Elite Eight, I was so I was so excited, like so excited. I think that's normal. I mean, that's happened. That happens a lot where you know coaches, you know, schools they've played for. I mean, I mean, you just look at. Um, I don't know how much you call it, follow college football, but I remember when. Iowa was playing in one of the bowl games that Bob Stoops, who played at Iowa, who coached at Oklahoma, showed up and was on the Iowa sideline, and people thought that was weird. And I just, I didn't think that was weird. I mean, he played at Iowa. Uh, okay, see, people do think it's weird, though, huh? Sometimes, yeah. Which right. I don't think people put, I don't think they connect, they're connecting, they are connecting the dots right. I mean, it's still your alma mater. It's where you went to school. That should be something that you still hold, you know, in your heart, I would think. Thank you. And once a Hawkeye, always a Hawkeye. Come on, everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah, and it's, you know, wherever you go, wherever you are, whether it be, I mean, I've traveled overseas, I've traveled all over the country for work and, you know, for vacations and stuff. And just, there's, you run into somebody wearing a Tiger Hawk. You know, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. I was in, we just got back from vacation. We were in Maine. And I'd been there a couple days, and I hadn't thought much about it. And then all of a sudden, right coming down the street, guy with a tiger hawk hat on and a big sweatshirt with the big tiger hawk on it, and I was like, "Yep, here we go." I'm always doing it, and then my coworkers are looking at me like, because every time I see somebody with a hawk, I'm like, "Look, look at that!" They were like, "You're not an island." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> it's funny because you remember Matt Sherman. That name sounds familiar. He played quarterback at Iowa while you were oh, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he works for Minnesota now. He works for, oh, um, yeah. for the um, what is it like, um, Learfield, the radio, you know, the the marketing people. So he's like in marketing for Minnesota, and he's just like, yeah. During that week, they know up here that. And it's different for you because you're actually coaching a team, but he uh, he got works and he's like, yeah, I'm all Minnesota except the week that they play Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I'm just sitting there. I got to actually play against Iowa as a coach. Like, right, kind of crazy. Oh, let's go back to this rivalry. I do remember a big rivalry. I can't even say the last Iowa. You know who I'm talking about? The other Iowa team. Right. Yeah, we can't say that, but that was a big rivalry for us. 
You know the other Iowa thing I'm talking about? Yes. Okay, that one. And it's still like that. I mean, you know that's not going to change. And it's whether it's over there or, you know, um, a couple hours west of here in the town that we won't name. Exactly. Or it's here. It's still a very, very heated rivalry, and that's good. That's good for college basketball. It's good for women's basketball. It is. And, um, yeah. yeah, you got. Did you guys? You didn't. You didn't lose to that. Did you guys lose to them? I don't remember. I thought you guys beat them all the four I, years I, you were there. I think we beat them too. I know we lost to Drake, though. I believe. Yeah, was Lisa there then? I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because now and now it's funny because Jenny's the coach at Drake and that's kind of a weird dynamic when she comes back to Carver and she's like you know and I I have flashbacks to when she played she was a few years after you though yeah I remember her did she wear did she wear number 50 or no yes okay yeah yeah and she Perfect. played with like Randy Peterson and Kara Consuegra and that was, team yeah Play with those guys too for a year. Yep. Okay. But um, so we've kind of reached the point of the podcast where I ask some questions to make you um, reach back into your memory bank. Oh, uh, I know you love the memory questions, so this is right, right up your alley. I'm not gonna remember this. It's been 20. Okay, I'm, let, let's see. Let's see. Let, let's try, and we'll see how you do. And and there's no, there aren't any wrong answers. So however you answer is the is correct. Okay. What was your favorite place to hang out when you were at Iowa? Non restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> the old brick. <laughs> ah. Why do you say that? Sad. <laughs> Do they still have parties? <laughs> they do. Okay, we used to party there. It was a church, right? I, I just, I'm sorry, Lord. But... <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll give you a pass, or she'll give you a pass. Okay, we used to party at the old brick. I don't yeah, know if they, they do still it now, do that. But, okay, yeah. Um, the second one is your favorite place to eat when you were at Iowa? The Wings at the Vine. Do they still yes. have the Vine? Yes, they actually have two. They still have the downtown one. Okay. And then there's one in Coralville as well. And the Wings are still good. Ooh, I need to go back and get some. <laughs> <laughs> um, third question, what was your favorite class course that you took or your favorite professor at Iowa? Um... <laughs> That's not a good question to ask. Uh, I know my work, my worst class that I really. What was your major at Iowa? You were business, right? No, it was like sports, health, leisure, and physical studies with a minor in. They call it SLEPS. Uh, do they still have that? And then a minor in business. I think so. Yes. Okay. Um. I don't know. Probably my business, my business classes. I, I love those. What, is it, what was it about business that kind of attracted you to that? I don't know. I just always wanted to like own my own business and I wanted to learn more about like the, the finance part of it. And I think I had a, I don't, I didn't like accounting, but all of this stuff about business I like. So I don't know. Yeah. You're better than me. I don't like math at all. I love math. 
Yeah, my son likes math. My wife and I are both more of the English and writing variety, but they, they he seems to like math, so good, that's good for him. Yeah, I did not like those speech classes. <laughs> that does not surprise me. No. I remember you weren't one that you didn't love to be interviewed either. You did it. And but... I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing great today, so. Oh, thank you. I had a tutor that I really loved. Her name was Julie Chaville. She's still around. I think she's at Maine, but we still talk to this day. And she helped me out like a lot, especially with those speech classes. Cool. Yeah. Um, who were your roommates at Iowa? Oh, Nadine Amon was one. Malika was one. Yep, those two. And then uh, I had a senior, Nene Yarbrough, mm-hmm. my roommate. Yep. Slater Hall. We remember Slater Hall, too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then this last one, you kind of have some leeway here because you played for two coaches. But I guess your favorite, you know, saying or something that Coach Stringer or Coach Lee kind of constantly pounded home or or made you laugh or something like that, something that they said or did that just kind of sticks with you. Um, it was a lot with Coach Stringer. Like she's just like ingrained in us a lot of discipline and a lot of. It was, I guess, it was the time thing. Because right now, my my family really laughs at me because I'm on time for everything, and I'm like, okay, if I tell somebody to be there, be ready at four o'clock, I really want you to be ready at maybe ten minutes before or at four o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> and if they not, if they're not ready, I'm. Live it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's always because Coach Coach Stringer was like, You're if you're not 10 minutes earlier, later, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so she taught us that. And then she was taught teach us little things. Like if we were at the table eating, we will always have to like ask to be excused from the table. And I, I thought that was like kind of cool. Like now I think thought it was cool, but then I was like, What? So we would have to like ask to be excused from the from the table, which I thought like it's a good thing. <laughs> no. Yeah, she's old school though. That's stuff that, you know very old school. <laughs> that our parents were like, that's all stuff that, that they had to do. That was just expected. Exactly. So. But nowadays it's not. No. no. Everybody's got their heads in their phones and yeah. you know, it's yeah. that's another podcast too, Tangela. <laughs> <laughs> But um, it's cool that that stuff has stuck with you all these years. You, th- you, you talked about how long ago that was, and, and, you know, that impact is – I mean, that says a lot about Coach Stringer, I think, that the lessons she taught you guys, you still remember to this day. It does, because she was really adamant about everything. It, that's why I think it really stuck with us. We had to, like, do it all the time, or, or else it was going to be some kind of consequence. And I remember practicing at 5.30 in the morning, too. I don't mm. know if I like that, but <laughs> yeah, that, I couldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, Are there still things that you take from her that you like for when you as as a coach that you take from you probably take a little bit of something from all of your coaches, right? Is that your makeup? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, definitely the punctuality part with Coach Stringer and pretty much every. Everybody, I've learned something or the other from. But mainly how to be like, just just mentally how to just be tough and stay tough. 
because I had all everybody was so tough tough on me, which I think made me the player that I am. You don't yell at players, do you? No, maybe that's why I don't yell because I got. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why you're just making me think. You making me think about some stuff right now. <laughs> well, um, it was great catching up with you. It really was. Um, it was good to see you at Carver uh, this winter when you when you came back, and uh, it had been so long. But I I remember those times fondly too because I was younger, and uh, I've learned a lot since then as well. So um, uh, it's kind of neat to catch up with you guys. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I'll still be around though. Maybe I'll see you when I come come down for the inductee thing that's right i forgot about that thank you for you know um slipping that in there to remind my my old butt that my memory is terrible no but going into the hall of fame um that's like that's big stuff it is and i i just i'm i don't know i speechless were you like blown away when you found out Yes, I yes I was, and I'm nervous to go back because you know I don't like speaking in front of people. So yeah, you're gonna have gonna to be like, the speech. Oh my god, it's gonna be short and sweet. Just not. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited. Uh, my family was excited. It's kind of gonna be sad a little bit because my mom won't be there, but I know she's you know looking down, proud. So for sure. But I'm excited. And you can, I mean, you're a great role model too. I mean, you, what you've been able to accomplish for, you know, I've got two daughters of my own and I see how they look up to, you know, Megan and current players and, you know, the volleyball team and all that stuff. And I know, I think sometimes you guys don't realize how much of an impact you have on, on, on young girls and and young boys for that matter too. And it's, it's important. So uh, you've earned what you've you've gotten and uh, you should feel comfortable with that and talk from the heart. You can't go wrong if you speak from the heart. Yeah, that's what everybody says. <laughs> I'll try to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tangela. Well, again, it was great to catch up with you. I hope the Hawkeye fans enjoy this conversation. I think they will because I know I did. Um, and we'll see each other more. I'll see you when you come back for the hall of fame thing. And now that you're coming back to Carver more, it's going to be good to, to catch up with you on a more regular basis. All right. Thanks for having me. Go Hawks.